A private lander has made the first U.S. moon landing in more than 50 years. Intuitive Machines lander touched down yesterday but left flight controllers scrambling before gaining better contact. Tension mounted in the company's Houston Control Center when there was no immediate word from the lander following the designated touchdown time. Finally, a faint signal could be found. And joining us now from the Moorhead Planetarium in Chapel Hill, Chris Catella joins us, who is a spokesperson for the planetarium. Chris, how are you? Doing wonderful, Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm fine. How noteworthy is this? First uh, time this has happened, uh, the United States has made any contact with the moon in over a half century. How revolutionary was this? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, This has been a long time coming. Uh, The last successful landing uh, that the United States had on the moon was Apollo 17 in December 1972. And so this really is, I think, an important marker for uh, our return back to the moon. Uh, Definitely doing it through Artemis programs through NASA, but now you're seeing these commercial efforts as well. Uh, You know, this was the first successful one. Uh, There was an attempt last month by a Pittsburgh-based company called Astrobiotic, there was one that was last year as well from a Japanese company called iSpace. Both of those, unfortunately, weren't able to make it to the surface. So uh, third time's the charm, it seems to be. So, uh, yes, I th- hopefully it's the harbinger of many important things to come. How much of an attempt, you mentioned this was a long time coming, how long does this go back? Because this, I don't recall very much of a big buildup to this, the way there have been in other space missions from the past. And this, of course, wasn't necessarily a mission, but uh, how long does this go back and how much of a build has there been to try to return to the moon? Right. So there's been this program that NASA has been working with private companies with uh, called the Commercial Lunar Payload Services Program. And so... Right around the time that NASA was starting to formulate the Artemis program, um, you know, back in the 60s, NASA would just build and send spacecraft to the moon to figure out where the Apollo missions were going to land. So Surveyor was an uncrewed uh, robotic spacecraft, for example, that landed in the mid-60s. And so instead of having to incur all that, they're using this public-private partnership uh, to fund these, uh, these missions so that these private companies, these startups, can have an opportunity to expand the reach of commercial space, but also carries a payload that will help NASA to return back to the moon. Uh, Artemis II is scheduled to launch next year, and while it won't be landing on the moon, it will be the first crewed mission back to the moon since Apollo 17. So it actually serves a really important purpose in setting the stage for uh, NASA's uh, crewed uh, return back to the moon. A faint signal finally was acquired, but the uh, control center in Houston had a hard time getting a signal. That almost sounds like something from Apollo 13, not necessarily that astronauts were lost in space, but uh, trying to get control from uh, the United States up to the moon, obviously, can cause some tension and obvious communication problems. Right. No, exactly. Uh it, it was one of those things where it was even, I think, uh, a, a true miracle that this craft landed. Originally, it was supposed to land earlier in the afternoon yesterday, uh, but there was an error or an issue with one of the uh, one of the payloads that was supposed to help this craft land. So the team actually uh, on the ground at Intuitive worked together to put in a patch so that they could use another NASA payload to help the tra- help this this craft land, and so. Uh, it really was, in fact, uh, amazing work by that team to come up with it, with a, a fix to that problem. And while, you know, it may be a faint signal, uh, I think, you know, the flight director said it best, but it was, we're on the moon, you know, and, and we've made it. And so where others weren't able to succeed, Intuitive has. And so 
it's a it's a really amazing achievement. It is, and uh, based on what you say, there's more to come. Um, how much of this derives from presidential administrations? I know that in the past it was certainly very prominent in the Kennedy administration because there was uh, there was an arms race and a competition with the Soviet Union back in the 60s that tapered down after man landed on the moon in 1969. Where does it stand in terms – where does space travel stand right now in terms of presidential administrations? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a really good point. And, and of course, I, I'd be remiss – to not mention that Moorhead trained 62 NASA astronauts in the 60s and 70s in uh, celestial navigation. So we trained 11 of the 12 astronauts that walked on the moon to track uh, the stars so that they could keep their craft on target. So uh, so we do have a role, in, in fact, in, in that initial you know, search, uh, that, that initial trek. But, uh, you know, this has been something that has been carried over, I think, a couple of administrations. Uh, we've seen this momentum really build. Uh, I think back in, in, in uh, George W. Bush's administration, it's carried over through President Obama's and into President Trump's administrations, and currently, uh, I think we're staying the course with President Biden. So I think that as we have sort of figured out this post-shuttle uh, strategy uh, for where we are going next, uh, the moon makes a lot of sense. I think that the moon uh, is, is, a, is a jumping-off point for other uh, missions beyond uh, our most immediate you know, environs, uh, going, to the, going to Mars, uh, going beyond that, uh, going, to, uh, going to asteroids, for example. So it really is, I think, something that, you know, especially with this commercial space aspect, but I think it's an opportunity where there may be now just more of a benefit than just landing, taking some rocks and coming back. We can actually use some of the resources that are on the moon uh, to help us with private enterprise, as well as, you know, again, continuing that, that, that stretching of exploration into space. And hopefully this trip will lead to something that can help us back here on Earth. Absolutely. Chris Catella is the spokesperson for the Moorhead Planetarium in Chapel Hill. They have lots of great things going on at the Moorhead Planetarium. I've been there a few times in the past, and if you want to check out uh, what's going on, uh, go to the Moorhead Planetarium. You can check out their website and see what new exhibits they have available. Chris, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Much appreciated, Jeff. Take care.